Elliot Goldstein is hosting a radio and podcast show out of New Mexico called NMDJ Presents Fly on the Wall. We are building a fresh, fabulous podcast library of musicians, writers, artists, and all good people of note, with many new and exciting guests to come. We are listener-funded. If you would like to assist our Venmo info is New Mexico DJ service. The PayPal info is New Mexico DJ service at gmail.com. We appreciate your help. We would like to thank Alan Gower for the intro music. Enjoyed the show. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Fly on the Wall podcast. I'd like to tell you how I got started. Um, I really had no idea on um, the beginnings of what had even where to start. And I stumbled upon Anchor by Spotify. And it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And I'll explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. And um, when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast automatically on listening platforms. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on other uh, platforms. And it, Anchor made it so simple. And um, it's all in one place. Everything you need to make a podcast, you can find in one place. And um, the amazing part is it's all free. So um, there is no uh, downside to any of this. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R. And again, it's the Anchor app or anchor.fm. And it's real easy to get started. And um, thank you for listening to Fly on the Wall and uh, back to the show. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage egg and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage egg and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Carmina Peace is an American drummer and percussionist most commonly associated with the rock genre of music. He is best known for his associations with Vanilla Fudge, Cactus, The Power Trio, Beck, Bogart and Apiece, Rod Stewart, King Cobra, and Blue Murder, which also featured John Sykes, of Whitesnake and Thin Lizzy fame, and Tony Franklin of the firm. A piece was inducted into the Classic Drummer Hall of Fame in 2013 and the Modern Drummer Hall of Fame in 2014. He is credited with influencing later rock drummers including Iron Maiden's Nico McBrain, Aerosmith's Joey Kramer, Roger Taylor of Queen, Phil Collins of Genesis, Rush's Neil Peart, Motley Crue's Tommy Lee, Slayer's Dave Lombardo, Richard Christie, Chris Granger, David Kincaid, Ray Mailbaum, Led Zeppelin's John Bonham, Ian Pace of Deep Purple, Anvil's Rob Reiner and Derek Singer of Kiss. So we, um, we're neighbors. We were neighbors anyway. I was born in Brooklyn as well. Oh. We're, we're what part? Uh, well, we live in Borough Park. Okay. 14th Avenue and 40th Street. Yeah, my uh, grandparents lived in Borough Park. I um, lived in uh, um, Flatbush and then yeah. Rock Rockaway Parkway. Right. Okay. I used to go to the Rockaway Parkway Pier. Yeah. And make out with chicks in my car. <laughs> wow. That's I was funny. too young, but I would have been there with you. Then, yeah. um, then we met later on. I used to manage my father's place in Roslyn with Epi. Oh, you did? Yeah, wow. with Epi. Yeah, you remember Epi? Yeah, with Epi, sure, of course. Yeah, yeah. Epi's I, still around, I think. Epi's still around. He, um, yeah. he's still he's still booking um, acts, and um, when in I was in my father's place. It's a new name. Uh, they, he um, new venue. He's working out of a, the um, the Roslyn Hotel. 
And oh, the, that's right. That's yeah. right. Because we yeah. played there with an Ella Fudge. Right, 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 right. And um, then when I was a kid, I used to live in the Belmore Merrick area. You know, South, Bel South Belmore, South Merrick. Oh, Belmore. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. And I used to see you and Jeff Beck traveling down, was it Hewlett Avenue? Was your management down there? In we were in Island Park. Okay, Basile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he lived in Merrick. He lived in, um, oh God, I forgot the name, not, not Belmore. No, Merrick, right next to Belmore, Merrick. Yeah, he lived more in Belmore, actually, because oh, maybe he, it was. Maybe, going yeah, down I Merrick Park, Merrick Road, you go yeah. over. Belmore Avenue. The, was it Wontaw Freeway or something? Uh-huh, Wontaw Highway. And then you make a right and you yeah. go to his house. I used to see you guys traveling. Belmar, I think it is yeah. Belmar. Yeah, and I think you guys, uh, somebody had a Maserati at the time? I had a Lamborghini, I had a Lam Pantera. Pantera, that's, yeah. That's red probably. one, a red yeah. one. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. You see, and we knew it was you guys all the time. It was, yeah. yep. Tim had a white one, I had a red one. And then not too long after that, um, I saw you play with Beck at um, Hofstra University. Mm -hmm, right. Long, Long John Baldry was your opening act. Yeah. And um, yeah, I remember it was in the uh, gymnasium, I think. It was an incredible show. So and, what do you do now? What is this fly in the wall thing? Okay, well, let me tell you what I, I from the, after I left Epi, I got involved in stadiums and arenas. I used to manage stadiums and arenas. Mm. And um, uh, um, I wound up in Florida. I know you're in Florida now. And, you're in Florida? Uh, Where are you yeah, in Florida? I, I was in Florida. I was living in Florida at the time. <coughs> and um, oh. I was opening up accounts for this big corporation I was working for. And I got ill, so I came back. I'm in New Mexico now. So I came back oh. to New Mexico. That's where I'm stationed now. Why and in New Mexico? I was running the amphitheaters out here. Oh. And, and then my kids followed me out here with grandkids. And so when it came yeah, to... you're stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So anyway, what happened was uh, my first gig in the music business was, was with Michael Shreve. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, Santana's drummer. When I was, um, he had put together a band called um, Novo Combo. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. And I worked with him on the Novo project. Oh, and, cool. I and I still speak. I still speak to Michael. You know. Um, Tell him I say hello. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to speak to him later today. He sends his regards, too. I spoke to him the other day. I just saw a video with him and Billy Cobham and uh, Gregorico. Yeah, and... yeah, st stick figure, the stick people. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, well, I haven't seen, he had white hair like me. We all do. You're lucky, we, I mean, we have the hair. A lot of I guys stopped, don't I have just, it anymore. I just stopped dying. You know, yeah, like, it looks, you look great. You look yeah, great. I feel good. What know? part of Florida are you in? We're in the outside West Palm. Okay. And let's go Lake Worth. Okay. I was in Sebring for a while. And, Where's that? Uh, uh, that's right central. I was opening up an account for my corporation. <laughs> like Orlando? Orlando-ish? It's right in the middle of nowhere. And then oh. I was in Coral Springs for a bit. And, um, you know, Lauderdale, the whole bit. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, I spoke to Michael. He sends his regards. And... Um, yeah, um, so I'm pretty close with all the stick people guys, Lenny White and... Um, yeah, know, I didn't know what that was. What is that stick yes. Somebody it's, sent me that yesterday, first time I ever saw it. Really? It's um, Lenny, Lenny White, Garibaldi, Gregorico, right. Shreve, right. and Mike Clark from um, The Headhunters. And Billy Cobham. So. No, Billy was just um, um, Billy like was just an interview they did. Oh. Yeah, oh, they I, do it all together? They do it all together. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So if you're interested, I'll I'll drop yeah, the light sure. to Michael. Yeah, sounds like I was, I was watching it. I found it interesting. Because yeah, I, well, Michael. You know, I knew Billy. I knew Billy when he was in Dreams, and then, yep. uh, and then he he became one of my favorites in Ma Vishna. Right. And then Gregorico, I know. Yeah. You know, Michael, I know, and yep. Lenny, I know, I knew them all. You know. Yeah. But uh, it was interesting seeing. Uh, at first, I didn't recognize Greg. Right. And then I realized yeah. it was Greg, and then there Garibaldi, I didn't recognize at all because he cut his hair real short. Yeah, they all they they've all done the show with me actually. They've all done. Wow, that's funny. Podcast, yeah. That's and, like um, the thing me and my brother do, hanging and banging. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, we we got all our all our friends on, so we only get two at a time. Right. You know? Okay. And, uh, it's going really and, well. And and um, cool. 
How, how is your brother doing? Still Good. playing? She's still yeah, playing. Yeah, we just did the <coughs> drum war shows. And he's uh -huh. playing. Uh, well, he's got Last in Line, which is with him and Vivian Campbell from the Dio band. Right, right, right. And it used to be Jimmy Bain, but he passed away, so they got Phil Sassoon to play with Ozzy. Okay. And they got a singer, and they go around, they go all over the world. And, oh, wow. They play Dio stuff and new stuff. They got albums out. And they do well. You know, I mean, yeah. can, how can you not do well? You got the guitar player, Def Leppard, in there. Yeah. Well, I, um, I remember when I was working with Michael, early 80s, you had come through town with Rod Stewart. Right. And you played the garden. And I it might have been 82 when I was in with him. Oh, maybe. Because uh, last time I played the garden, it was uh, 79. Okay. And we played 80 in Europe and 81 in Japan. Right. In Asia. And then uh, then I was gone by the end of 81. Now, you're a, you're a god in, uh, in Japan. You're, What's that? You're, you're, you're a god in Japan. You know, oh, I know. I know, Japan. I can't go there anymore. No? Mm -mm. I've got a health issue that, that uh, it has to do with uh, a vein behind my nose that breaks out. It shouldn't be there, and when it bleeds, it hemorrhages. Oh, wow. And when I was in Europe with my brother in uh, 2018, I almost died from it. So uh -huh. I have to be around people in America here that know how to fix that. Uh, I ended up being in the Canary Islands when it hit. And my, my wife got me a medical airlift after the plane dropped me and my brother off in uh, the Azores. Oh, you know where that is? I heard of it. I was never there. Yes, a little island south yeah. of Greenland yeah. in the middle of nowhere. and. Uh, so we got a medical airlift back to the closest English-speaking hospital was back to Paris. We went wow. back there, and they wanted to cut my face open. And she said, no, you got to go into the arteries, and they wouldn't do it. So we got another medical airlift back to New York. And by the time I got there, the padding, the, the gauze in my nose was infected. When I got there, they said, 24 more hours, I've been dead. Jeez. And they said, I hope he's not mentally disabled. Really? So. From then on, I said, I, I can't go to Japan or Europe or any of that. I have to be somewhere in America where I can get to a hospital, a neurosurgeon hospital. Okay. You know? Yeah, I have a, I, I've had a couple of heart attacks, yeah, so, so I, I know you <laughs> Anyway, but I love Japan, and I was the great there. Yeah. And you're right, I was like a, you know, a legendary dude over there. Yeah, you were, I mean, from the days yeah. of back on. And, um, yeah, yeah, and then in the 90s, I, I spent the whole 90s there pretty much because the grunge thing over here put us out of business. Right. You know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so now, we uh, band. Now, um, the Vanilla Fudge, obviously iconic. Um, you guys pretty much started that whole psychedelic thing. You know, it was incredible. Yeah. You, you guys, you know, you were just an incredible band. In fact, I do a radio show twice a week, and just about every weekend I play something by The Fudge. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, did you um, hear the new one yet? Yeah, I did. I have a copy of it, actually. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and great, great album. Are you, are you guys going to hit the road again? Hey, yeah, are we're you? playing. Uh, we start, we've got nine shows coming up. Yeah. And the uh, uh, first one's October 26th. playing with Robbie Krieger on some of them. Oh, wow. Robbie's, five, Rob, Robbie's been on the show. Yeah, we did five. We did five uh, from the 26th to November 1st. And then we have a, a break. And I do three shows with Cactus in that break. Yep. And then we come back on uh, November 13th to the 18th. Yeah, so you're, not, you're not coming out west, though, are you? No, not, not this time. Okay. Uh, I think these were just experimental shows to see if it can work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, it was weird. I was on stage for the first time last week. Really? That was weird. Yeah. yeah. That was weird. my my drum solo the first night was terrible. Next night it was better. And by the third night it was back to par. Yeah. yeah. You were you were. Um, but, I, I've been watching um, on old uh, YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. You you haven't lost it from the Vanilla Fudge days to. Uh, you know, well, I lost I lost some speed 
you know. Yeah, I, but, I know. I, only I would know. Yeah, it's funny though because you know I do speak to a lot of drummers, and um, a lot of the you know a lot of the guys have you know shoulder issues. I do that. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, two rotator cuff surgeries. Yep, a lot of surgeries, a yep. lot of, um, you know, a, a, a lot of uh, rehab and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, but um, you're out there playing. Um, but what I was getting at, from the psychedelic phase that you guys did, you got into the whole heavy-duty rock thing, and you pretty much invented this metal rock, you know, this heavy metal rock thing where um, you're the go-to guy. Um, you, you know, there's nothing that you haven't been involved with that um, you were you were the centerpiece. Yeah. I mean, you guys, you were the um, um, government mule shows you did. Yeah. You know, that was New Year's, I believe, right? Yeah, I did them five years in a row until yeah. Uh, COVID. Yeah, and you, yeah. Um, you stole the show. Yeah, it was fun. We, they always did one of my songs. The first one was Hanging On. Yep. And we did Evil. We did Parchment Farm. We did uh, Superstition from BDA. Yep. yep. Yeah, well, what, and, good. and Mule's great outfit. Oh, Haynes is incredible. Barnes is oh, incredible. Oh, they're great. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to get all those guys to do a Tim Bogut um, tribute. Bill yes, with Bill yes. Sheehan and the organs from Government Mule and Warren. Yeah. You know, because we on a hanging a banging show, we did a uh, a tribute to Tim. We had Joe Bonamassa, which I was very right. surprised with. We were supposed to have a band, Bonamassa, Boga, and the Peace, just before he broke big. His manager said, "This doesn't. It's not in my plans." And I go, "Well, what the hell are your plans?" And then I saw his plans. For two years later, he was doing two nights at the Beacon from BB Kings to two nights at the Beacon. Yeah, I jammed with him at BB Kings. We were hanging out and then. In 2006, in January, me and Tim and Jill jammed at the NAMM show that's on YouTube with uh -huh. the Superstition, and uh, that was going to be it. And the manager we have now, managing the Fudge, had a whole bunch of gigs for pretty big money, yeah. you know, for all of us because the three of us together were strong, right? You know, and he wasn't that big yet, and he was right. as big as we were. We played the same kind of shows as him and sell out, yeah. And then all of a sudden, he exploded. But anyway, so he was on uh, the, the show to tribute to Tim. So I'm going to ask him if he would, you know, I don't know where we're going to do it yet, but Billy Sheehan started the idea in my head. Oh. And, he Tim passed, up. and Tim huh? passed away just over a year ago. Not even a year. No. January, January okay. 15th this year. But we, we got him, luckily we got him on the track, uh -huh. stopping the name of love. So really right now, we are the only band from 1967 to release a new song with the original band. Because everybody back then, you know, who was in the top 10 with us, including the Beatles and the uh -huh. Stones and, and uh, Hendrix and the Cream and the Who, Jefferson Airplane, uh, nobody has an original, you know, all original members on the new recording. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's so right. really. It's really like a, a first. <laughs> you know, it's an interesting album. The album you did with Vargas. Yes, that is an interesting album. It's a great album. Um, I was listening yeah. to that yesterday. And yeah. um, where where'd you find that? Uh, I got a copy. You need one? <laughs> you got an actual copy of it? I have a, a, a um, MP3 download of it. Wow. You want a copy? I'll send you one. No, I got them. I got the albums. Just yeah. CDs. I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great album. Threes, I got the waves. Uh huh. Yep, and that's a Paul Shortino. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Paul Shortino is working with me on a new King Cobra record right now. Wow. That's uh, interesting. So I got me and the original bass player Johnny Rod, Paul, and I just recruited uh, Rowan Robinson from Dio. Uh huh. And uh, Carlos Carlos Cavazo from uh, Quiet Riot. And how about the stuff you did with Salas? Steve, Stevie Salas? Yeah. My guitars and stuff? Yep. Well, that stuff is awesome, man. I got man, I got a lot of stuff going on considering the COVID because uh, I, we moved to Florida. I got a studio here, so I yep. did a lot of work stuff here. And we're releasing, um, we just released a project called Perdomo, a Peace Perdomo project. 
and then we released the hang, the uh, stop in the name of love. Mm -hmm. We did all that during COVID. And we also worked on this 30th anniversary of Katarzy's, 25th anniversary of Katarzy's. We did three new tracks. Uh -huh. And we got uh, Tommy there from Kiss on one, along with Derek Sherinian from uh, Sons of Apollo. Right. And, and me and Tony and Kelly. And that's a brand new song. And we did a video for that. I did the video in my studio here, you know. So, so everything that I've worked on is, is coming out now. And now next year, we're going to have the King Cobra thing come out. And we're wow. working on that now. Now, you were involved in so many, you know, quote-unquote super groups. Yeah. Know, I mean, you know, KGB. You know, you go back to KGB. Well, KGB, I, I never even mentioned KGB because nobody pretty much knows about KGB. Yeah, well, that was, I mean... They couldn't have been a bigger super group. Yeah, that, that was, it was interesting. That was the first L.A. album, the L.A., I call it the L.A. sound that I've uh -huh. ever done, where it's more about the songs than the playing. You know, up until then, Vanilla Fudge was about the arrangements and the playing, right. Cactus about the arrangements and the playing, BBA the arrangements and the playing. And then that came along, and that was the bridge from BBA to Rod Stewart. Right. You know? Oh. But it was uh, not a great experience because when I was in that band, I was asked to join Rainbow. Oh, really? And I couldn't because I was yeah. signed to, to KGB with MCA. In those days, you know, you can't just play with KGB and MCA and, and play with yeah. Rainbow on whatever label they were on. Right. You know? right. So I couldn't do that. So. I had to tell Richie, no, I couldn't do it. So you got Cozy Pal. And that was the second time somebody got Cozy Pal because I couldn't be in it. Jeff Beck oh. was the first one. Right. And then Rainbow was the second one. So after that, when I saw Cozy, I used to bust his balls in the New York, New York way and go, you, you're like my professional replacement. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And, and, and we joked about that. And then Cozy did take <coughs> some of your style. Cozy. Oh, yeah, Cozy did, definitely did. Yeah. Uh, and there's a book called Thunder of Drums that, uh, what was it, uh, Chris Welch from Melody Maker wrote. Uh -huh. And it's all it, it, with interviews that he did with John Bonham, Cozy Powell, uh, back in the day. And they talk about when John Bonham opened up for Vanilla Fudge with, with Zeppelin, and he was all excited to be hanging out with me, and I got him a Ludwig drum endorsement. And he went back, and him and Cozy were like, Cozy going, well, so what was it like? You know, and he, he was telling me about his experiences. And, you know, up until then, when I would say that, you know, that John told me I was his influence, you know, people would start saying, you know, like, I'm egoing out because I'm telling the truth. Right. You know? Yeah. But then when that book came out, and it wasn't only John, it was Cozy, too, uh -huh. talking about this stuff. That it legitimized, you know, made my story legitimate. Well, you were, and then I was able to talk about it because you know people would put me down for being like an egomaniac at saying that, you know, I influenced John Bonham because John Bonham was so big, you know. Right. Well, um, but that's what happened. People, people don't remember uh, the Vanilla Fudge. You were the centerpiece of that band as well. I mean, the guys yeah. in the band were great. But all eyes were focused on you, you know? You yeah. were just the... Yeah, I had the big drums. I started the fad of the big drums. Yeah, plus some, you know. You know and, and that's why Bonzo wanted the kit like mine, because they were bigger and louder. And he had the same exact kit, two bass drums. And then on the second second tour, we were equal pill, and he had two bass drums. At the end of that tour, Robert and Jimmy said, you're too busy with the bass drums. you got to take one away. When you take that one away, Led Zeppelin drum set was born. So that's that's part of rock history. I never saw you play the same drums twice. No. No, you have different. Um, every every uh, Ludwig, Premier, Slingerlands. Well, I did. Can you hold on one minute? Yeah. Alan, I'm just doing my interview still. I'll call you back when I'm done. I will text it to me. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery.
so don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's Bacon or Sausage Egg and Cheese Biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Okay. Bye-bye. Um, you know, the deep... Yeah, the deep. I played that, that maple kit from a starter of Vanilla Fudge with a Gretsch mm-hmm. uh, with a big bass drum that I bought in the pawn shop. Really? And uh, that was a red sparkle kit. And I got the big Ludwigs. I played those from 68, 69, 70, 71, the Cactus. And then in 72, they gave me the Octoplus set. Mm-hmm. It was all the, all the drums. I played that with BBA. And I played that with Rod Stewart. And then I played the same kit with bottom heads. Those kids had only one head. I played the, the next kit was a maple kit, the same sizes, but I put bottom heads on it. Okay. So I was the only one that had an Octoplus kit with the bottom heads. And I played that a long time. I played that from 70 six until 82 oh. and then 82 i got a slingling kit mm-hmm. which was uh red lacquer tom toms and black lacquer bass drums and then after that i played pearl i mean come right. on I, my career was 55 years you know so uh-huh. you know and and it got to one i i'd written drum books and every time i changed drums i would i would change the drum book cover and finally Last 10 years ago, I have an oil painting that my ex-girlfriend <laughs> did of me. And I said, I took a picture of that. I said, this is going to be the cover of the book. I can't keep changing right. drum set covers, you know, because then it, it ruins the brand. Right. You know, so I, I put that oil painting on there, and that's been the cover for 10 years. And then you had the, and, uh, D, the D drums, right? Yeah, I've been with D drums now since 2008. It's a mm-hmm. long time. And uh, Sabian Symbols, I've been with them a long time except i i did a three-year stint where i left them but i came back so altogether i've probably been with them 30 32 33 years well and then i remember you had the big um gong behind gong, you i had the gong the pasty gong and the pasty yep. gong yep i started and that, that was me too i yep. first one to have a gong because mm-hmm. you know vanilla fudge is like an orchestra and you know, i yep. got a kettle drum yep. as well so yeah so really i mean I did go to drum companies, and it's just the way it went, you know. Right. I went with Slingle and Drum Company twice, and they both went out of business both times. Wow. You know, and uh, so then I, I was, what was it? Uh, well, a Premier Drum Company was the, in the late 80s. I went with them, and then they went out of business. Right. And then I went with Mapex for 13 years. You know, so I, I spent a long, long time at these drum companies. And okay. yeah, all the drums are pretty much the same. It's yep. what you order, you know, and and what they do with you and how they treat you. you okay. Then the, and if, the, they, if they're staying in business or out of business. Yeah. Now, the Guitar Zeus projects that you've been doing, yeah. that kind of, um, I was looking for kind of a reference on that. And the only thing I could come up with is... Um, it's the heavy metal version of Ringo Starr's All Star Band, you know that kind of thing. And... Well, well, it didn't. It wasn't like that at all because uh-huh. I never played gigs. I did some gigs at right. the show, but the idea came from uh, when I was, I was in a band called Mother's Armies. You know that yeah. one? Yeah, I do have Mother's Army. Yeah. Okay, that's that was yeah. Bob De- Bob Daisley, Jeff yeah. Watson, and uh, Joe Lynn Turner, and. When we were out in California at Jeff's house doing that, Jeff had just got a solo deal because he just came out of Night Ranger. Now, I had a solo deal 10 years before that, and I was still looking to do another album. You know? So I was always wanting to have that, get that hit drum single that right. Cozy Powell did. Yeah. And Cozy Cole and Teen yeah. Beat and all that stuff. So, so I said to Jeff, I said, man, you're un- unbelievable. You're a guitar player, you come out of a band. And you immediately get a solo deal. You know, I said, what do I got to be, a guitar player? Yeah. You know? I said, yeah. Or maybe I'll just do a guitar album. I said, I'll call it Guitar Gods, you know? And then we were screwing with the name for the Mother's Army to call it Zeus, which would have been a cool name for Mother's yeah. Army. You know? yeah. I don't know why we settled on Mother's Army. Uh-huh. Which is, I think it's a silly name now that I think of it. Well, everything's you know? silly. But anyway, but Zeus, 
to me was like, of course, I said, I'll call it guitar guards. And I was kidding around. I said, nah, I'll call it guitar Zeus. Right? I was kidding okay. around, you know. And yeah. then I went to bed that night, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I can do an album with all these great guitar player friends of mine. Call it Guitar Zeus, Carmine Peace Guitar Zeus. It'd be my solo album. Right. So I spent the next couple of years putting it together. I found a manager that was able to get me a record deal in, in Japan in the 90s because mm -hmm. Japan was happening. And then in the interim, I was doing clinics. I ran into Brian May at a clinic in House of Guitars in uh, Rochester, New York. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I said, you know, do you mind? I'm going to do this album. Would you play on it, play a solo? He goes, yeah. So all I need is a solo. So then I got a commitment from him, a Ted Nugent, same way, and the guys from King's X, same way. And then I found this guy, Kelly Keeling, as we were going to Japan. Kelly played with the John Sykes in the second Blue Murder album. Right. And the right. song called I'm on Fire, which uh -huh. he sings the hell out of it. Right. And then I found out he plays guitar and he writes. I went over to his place and I listened to his material. It was all great stuff, but it was too long. Everything had, I had to be like a butcher and cut the fat off everything and put the songs, you know, more in context and more point. Right. And you know, I had a lot of songwriting experience from working with Rod and all the other bands. So me and Kelly were great. And I asked Tony Franklin, who was my favorite bass player beside Tim, if he'd play on it. So I loved that fretless bass. And I figured if I got me, Kelly, and, and, and Tony, we'd have the nucleus of Blue Murder. And we would grab that whole Blue Murder crowd. You know, So I described it as Blue Murder meets uh, Soundgarden meets the Beatles with, with solos, okay. you know, with yeah. star solos. Because that's what we drew from. We, we have songs that sound Beatle-ish. Yeah. We have songs that sound like Soundgarden. Right. You know, and we have uh, songs that sound like Blue Murder. Yo. You know, and. Uh, I love your version of Painted Black. Oh, Painted Black. That was on the first solo album. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was you, with Dwayne Hitchings. It's on V8 too, right? Hmm. V8. Oh, V8. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was V8. The V8 one never really came out on the label that paid for it. Right. It was sitting in my, you know, my closet for years. And, you know, I just said, you know what? All the people are at that label, I won't, mention, I won't even mention their name. There's nobody there anymore. Right. You know, then I can know if I released this. I released it on, you know, not really released it. I released it on my buddy's label that really, we just sold it at gigs. And then I started releasing it with different Right. projects like I put my first solo album and the second solo album on Fuel records and we did a double CD of it. Yeah, it's on twice. I mean, that, that record, I mean, that record I did straight after I was on Blow by Blow with Jeff Beck. Right. You know, because uh, I got Jeff into that thing by listening to Marvish and Orchestra and Billy Cobham albums mm. on the road with BBA. There's a song called Jizz Whiz that we did that's yeah. coming out. We do have a live BBA record coming out. Oh, really? Hopefully next year. Yeah, we, we mixed it and Tim fixed the vocals before he passed away and way before two years. And then uh, Tim signed the, the uh, <clears throat> agreement with Jeff's manager to give him the uh, rights to get a new deal, which he's, he said he's real close to a deal on it. And there's seven new songs on it oh, wow. and three old songs. And one of them is Jizz Wiz, which is you know, time signature starts in 13-8, goes to 6-8 and 3-4, right. and it's instrumental. So I say that's like the bridge between BBA and, and Blow by Blow. Blow, Blow. You know, and, and I was on Blow by Blow with Jeff. That's right. I, and Blow I, by I, Blow, Blow by, and you I know. Couldn't, and I couldn't work a deal out with Jeff. And uh, so I was off it. And I realized recently I never got paid for any of it. You know, I was in England for three months, you know. And yeah. then I met... Uh, Rick Gretsch, I brought Rick Gretsch out to California, and that's how he got in KGB. KGB, right. You know, it's when I was hanging out in, uh, in, in England then, so. Yeah, let me, just, let me just interrupt one second for the people who don't know. Rick Gretsch was the bass player in Traffic that wound up in Blind Faith with Clapton and Winwood yep. and uh, Baker, yep. and then he went over to KGB with uh, Carmine. Yeah, then then and, got back uh, into drugs and then died. Yeah, he died. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, yeah, so I so when I came back uh, 
to the States. I moved to LA and I got a deal to do a, a, a solo album. This was 1977, you know, and I was in uh, 74, 75 is when I was in England with Jeff doing Blow by Blow. Right. You know, so when I came back, it was like a year and a half later, I had my own deal. So I brought my own people and I got Max Middleton, who was on Blow sure. by Blow. Yeah. I got Verdeen White. I got Jeff Jeff Haslip on bass. I got uh, Dick Wagner on guitar. My friend yeah. Benny Schultz on guitar, and and we did a blow by blow by blow album, right. but half of it was vocals, right, and half of it was not, you know. And right. uh, and then the label said to me, "Oh, well, you're not known for this stuff, so we're not going to release it." I, oh man, it pissed me off. Because I think that record is killer. That's that song called Steam Coach. Uh -huh. You know, Max Middleton starts it, and it, it sounds like it should have been on Blow by Blow. You know. Yeah. And, and Max, uh, Max was on um, uh, the Orange album. Beck's Orange. Yeah, Max album. was on every album. Yeah, yeah. Rough and Ready. He was yeah, on Blow by Blow. Ready. He was on yeah. Wired. He was yeah. on every Jeff Beck yeah, he, album. He, yeah, he got. He was it. Jeff Beck's partner. Yeah. You know, songwriter for forever. Yeah, in fact, many, that many heard, uh, going down, um, going down. That, that, that the was, orange job. He was yeah. on the other album, the Rough and Ready. Rough and Ready. He was on that round. Right after, played. right after Rod Stewart left, uh, Max came in, right, right around yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah, it was the next album. That was that was the album that was supposed to be Cactus. Right. It was supposed okay. to be Jeff, me, Rod, and Tim. And he got in his car wreck, and when we did Cactus, we didn't want to wait around, so he did that. That's when he got cozy. So I say. It was right. first time Cozy replaced me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, and then that went, and we, we liked those albums. And then when he released the second album, he was on tour, and uh, he contacted me and Tim and said he still wanted to do it. Would we want to come out, start it off, and play with, with Jeff? So we went out and just played with Jeff as a Jeff Beck group. We were still in Cactus, playing Jeff gigs and Cactus gigs. Wow. Right? And then... That was in the summertime. And then in the fall, he came back to America as a Jeff Beck group featuring Jeff, Tim, and Carmine. Oh, wow. uh, and then we, then we did that. And then while it, uh, at the end of that tour, we went right into Chess Records and started writing and recording. And we already had Superstition. Stevie wrote for Jeff. Right. And he wasn't supposed to release it. Right. You know, so there's a lot of crazy stuff going on then, you know? Yeah. Now, um, really historical stuff, you know. It is. It really is. That's what I wanted to talk to you. When, um, if you had a pick, now I know this is hard. This is a, this is a, a crazy question. Um, is there any period that you enjoyed working in the, you know, like you really, really, you know, I know you and Tim were, you know, you, a great rhythm section, but um, when you guys worked, was it the Fudge? Was it with Beck? Was it with uh, Cactus? Well, for me, the the greatest time and the greatest success was with Rod. Right. You know, I mean, the other things were like Vanilla Fudge, the first one, that was great. It was yeah. really exciting. Yeah. And going down to play on the Ed Sullivan show yeah. two times, you know, asking the guy in the elevator operator, how many people watch this? 50 million people. 50 million. Yeah. I saw that watch. the other, I saw that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And it's amazing. I yep. mean, I'm, I'm like a freaking monster on that thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that started the big bass drums and we, the whole band started a fad of that kind of movement. I mean, how, how many, how many kids became drummers because of the vanilla fudge? Yeah. You know, and, you know, so, I mean, that was amazing. It started with cactus, you know, because we, we got, you know, after our papa, huh? <laughs> That's a funny yeah. cup. Yeah. Yeah, we, so, you know, we, we had the vanilla fudge. We made ourselves something. And cactus was like taking it to the next level of musicianship and jamming. Mm -hmm. We were like one of the first jam bands. We you are. Get, I was just going to say we that. Never, but we never get noted as that, you know? Right. And then, and then the Beck thing was, you know, the trio was great. I did a lot of singing. Yep. But I never, with all those bands, we never like released an album and knew it was going to sell five million. And I got my walls covered in my studio with all gold and platinum records from, mostly from Rod, you know, that, mm -hmm. and from me playing with Rod, all these other things I did. Right. You know, the Paul Stanley record, the Pink Floyd, and you know, and, and all this other stuff because I was so. Big with Rod. 
Yeah. Did you, you um? Do, you, do are you in contact with Rod at all now? Yeah, I just saw him a few weeks ago out here. He has a house in Palm Beach. Oh, cool. We okay. went out for a drink. I got a picture on my phone with both of us. And, uh, you know, we had a good chat. And I was, I told him I wanted to come to, out to uh, Vegas when he plays there. He uh -huh. said, man, I want to come up and play Hot Legs or yeah. Sexy with you. I said, you get Billy Peak up to play. Why not yeah. me? I know you since 1968. Are you going? Well, I was going to go, but then my, you know, Rod's not good with communication on the internet and stuff, you know. So I, I, re I reached out to him. I said, you know, we're going to do this. I'll make a reservation to come. And it's on, I'm on my way to L.A. to go to my daughter's wedding anyway. So, so the manager who manages the fudge said, uh, you know, I'm, I'll buy tickets. We'll go together. And if you get to play, fine. But then he bought tickets for the day my daughter's getting married. I said, I no. can't do that. Yeah. You know, so, so, I, so I just said, screw it. I didn't, I stopped kind of trying to pursue it, you know. But we okay. had a good time. We had a good chat. You know, when, when yeah. we were in Vanilla Fudge, Ronnie and Ron, uh, Ronnie and Rod were with Jeff Beck. And they right. came to New York yeah. for the first time. We had the same attorney. Okay. And they wanted to come, Ronnie and Rod wanted to come to a Vanilla Fudge recording session, you know, because we were big and they weren't yet, you right. know. So they came and they went in the corner and they sat there like two little kids like this. Really? <laughs> they didn't do anything. Well. They didn't say a peep. So I said to Rod, I said, you remember when you guys came, you know, to, the, to see us in the studio at the record plant? You, know, you and Ronnie came in, you sat there like two little kids. Yeah, I remember. I said, so boy, have times changed? Huh? Yeah, really. So you you've worked with some of the, laugh. you've yeah. worked with some of the um, hardest people to work with in the industry. Beck, yeah. Beck yeah. is no. Uh, yep. You know, Beck is tough. Uh, Rod yeah. is tough. Yeah. Um, um, but Rod was pretty easy though. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty easy. I mean, he, you know, I mean, he, that, we would have watched through a group, not right. like it is now. Right. We would have watched through a group. When we went on the road, we had a percentage of the take. Oh, okay. You know, and we did albums. He paid us good money. Right. We wrote a song. We kept our publishing. Sure. And our writing. We wrote a song together with him. Yeah. It's 50-50. Oh, wow. You know? And, then, you know, every time and you, we did and, albums, and you, wrote, you wrote some of the biggest, you, you know. Yeah, you wrote I wrote some of the biggest. Feeling I'm Sexy. It's unbelievable. And how about a Young Turks? And Young Turks, yeah. yeah. I got my buddy Dwayne Hitchings into the camp uh -huh. because he helped write Sexy with me. Uh -huh. And we presented it with a really good demo that he did in the studio. Right. And then, then he got to know Rod, you know. And then uh, the next album came Young Turks. Uh, yeah. He was looking for new modern, new wave stuff. Yeah. And me and Dwayne were just endorsed by Oberheim Drum Machines. And we, we put the Young Turks together. And he liked that arrangement and that style so much. He did the title track of that album, Tonight I'm Yours, in the same way. Uh -huh. And I played drum machine and I played hi-hat and cymbals. And I was like a co-producer on that album, which I ended up not being. That's that's when the end started. Okay. You know, and when I wrote my book, my, my book called Stick It, My Life is uh -huh. Sex, Drums, Rock and Roll, Rod wrote the intro. Right. Well, I don't know if you read that book, but he, he wrote the intro and said, I fired Carmine, fuck knows why. <laughs> and you know, they were both doing, you know, Jim Cregan was a little jealous of me and was in Rod's ear all the time because yeah. it was always Rod did all the major press on the tours right. and everything. Right. And remember, Rod fired the whole band except me, and I brought Jim Cregan back in, you know. Well, and and then he's the guy that I think had me fired from Rod because he was in Rod's ear and he was always jealous of my popularity, yeah. you know. And uh, but then you know me and Rod were enemies for a little bit, and then we, we became friends again, and then we. The interesting thing is Jeff and Rod were always on the outs. Right. Now, guess who got them back together? You? Me. Well, and that was so uh, people get ready, right? Yes. And that and and we got no credit for it, me and Dwayne. You know? Wow. And, and you know, people forget how things happened, you know? Yep. But, and that's but, why and that's why Jeff I'm doing... Beck was but Jeff Beck was in the hotel that we were in in Australia. He played the night before, and one night in a 6,000-seater, we played six nights in the 6,000-seater, and then we played a stadium. Yeah. So, 
somebody said, hey, Jeff's in the hotel. I said, I said there was Rody. I said, where is he? He gave me his room and I went up, knocked on the door and he answered the door. I go, wow, dude, we're in the same hotel. We're playing tomorrow. Wow. You here? He goes, yeah, I'm here. I said, why are you coming? He goes, ah, Rod would want me to come, you know? I said, fine. So I went to Rod. I said, Jeff's in the hotel. He wants to come to the show tomorrow. Are you cool? He thought about it again. Yeah, I'm okay. And then when he came, it was really funny. Jeff knocks on the door. I wrote, he goes and answers. He goes, he comes up to me. He goes, hey, Jeff's asking if he's at the door. I said, have him come in. He comes in, he comes stands to me. Jeff and Rod look at each other. Like time stood still for a minute. Wow. You know, you didn't know how it was going to happen. Then they walked to the other. And they gave each other a hug and that was it. Wow. <clears throat> Next thing you know, they're back friends again. Yeah. And they're doing gigs together. Doing gigs yeah. together, yeah. You know, I mean, it's unbelievable. You get involved in something, you you help something along the way, yeah. And you see it develop into that, you know. And then wow. same thing with people get ready. When me, Dwayne, and, and Jeff went to Dwayne's house, we put that together. You know, and I said, man, this sounds like people get ready because I sang that with the Fudge. Right. I said, oh, yeah, it is. I sang along with it. And Jeff says, you think we can get Rod? Well, sure. Let's let's give it. Oh, God. Carlos Cavallos is calling me now of all time. Oh, wow. Hold on. Hold on a minute. Sure. Carlos, I'm just doing a Zoom interview. Can I call you back? Okay, man. Yeah. Tell Carlos I want to talk to him. Yeah, he's he's not good at that. He's, okay. He's so, one of these recluse uh, guitar players. So anyway, but, 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 so it's weird how all this stuff happens, you know? Okay, well, you've... Um, let, let me just go through some of the stuff. You've worked with... Derringer, Rick Derringer. Yeah. Um, 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 Jan Ackerman. Yep. Uh, uh, Pat, uh, uh, Pat Travers. Pat Travers, yeah. Um, uh, those are just, so, uh, Mike Bloomfield, he, he, was, he was tough to work with. Mike yeah, was tough. Is, yeah, he was really tough. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, my next thing is going to be Guitar Zeus, the mm -hmm. book. The book, yeah. Yeah. Well. Let me know when you're ready for that. I got the guy to do it with you. Who is it? Pat Thomas. Who is Who, what is, who is Pat it? Pat Thomas does tons of, um, uh, um, he worked, his day job is, um, he does compilation albums and things for the big record companies. Mm -hmm. He's worked with Aretha. He's worked with just uh, everybody. Is he a Thousand. writer? He's a writer and oh. he f knows where to find the missing um, tapes and things. Wow, how funny. Yeah, he's a good... You remember that book, Listen, Listen Up, Whitey? About the Black Panthers? No. Well, he wrote that too. That's his book as well. I, I've, I've been talking to this guy that wrote the, this book about the Beatles. Uh -huh. It's called The Beatles. It's like a huge book. I got a million, he made a million dollars off it. Hunter? So he, he called me to do a, a new book, a Led uh -huh. Zeppelin book, oh. an, an interview. I turned him on to Jeff Beck and all the different people and said that he got... And I told him about, I want to do the next book, Guitar Zeus, the book. Right. He said, I'll write it with you. Oh. And I'll get the deal. What's his name? I forgot. Uh, um, Spitz. Uh, okay. On. Henry, Henry Spitz? Bob, Bob, Bob Spitz, maybe. Bob Spitz, maybe. Hold on. Hold on a minute. I think that's his name. Anyway, yeah. so he's, he's been working on his, his uh, yeah, Bob Spitz. Okay. I'm working on this Led Zeppelin book, and I don't know, it's been forever, but I want to yeah. start getting this thing Pat, together. Pat's please. working on a Van Morrison book now. Oh, right. Does he have a deal? I believe he does, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd like to talk to him. I'll hook you up. Because the hardest part is getting the deal. I know. You know? I know. I, I've been dealing with uh, John Altman. I don't know if you're familiar with John. He's a big arranger in the UK. Yeah. And um, um, do you remember... Um, uh, 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 Zoot Money. Yeah, I, I'm very friendly with Zoot. He's oh, yeah? um, he's still working in the UK and um, uh, the Pretty Things. Remember the Pretty Things? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Wally Waller and all those guys, and yeah. they're all putting out books now. Everybody's doing books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my book was originally I, we got the deal on uh, VH1 books, uh -huh. which was great, and then I got the writer that did Mickey, Nikki Six's book. All right, okay. And then. Uh, by the time we finished it, they went out of business. Oh, well. VH1. But they gave me my full advance. I paid the guy. And then, then, I, had, then I didn't want to wait around and look for another deal forever. Right. So I took 
to steal uh, with uh, Chicago Review Press, you know, and they did all right. You know, I sold maybe 10,000 books, but I never made it on any of the charts or anything, you know. Uh -huh. But, yeah, I was playing this book for years, 20 years I was playing in that book. Right. I used to call it the International Guide to Hotel Wrecking, you know, and then wow. I ended up changing the name. Well, where can we get the book now? Do you, is it on, I know it's on Amazon. Oh, yeah, Amazon, but you, my you, website. Yeah, website why, don't you, why don't you tell everybody about your website? I was, yeah. I was on it well, today. Well, it's uh, carmanapiece.com. Uh -huh. You can get uh, guitars, tracking, anything you buy on there, drum books or my stick it book. You know, I autograph it and uh, we send it out. I have a team that sends it out, you know, as uh -huh. a, um, you know, there's one point where I was sending out, you know, 75, 100 books a day, Wow. you know, but uh, when he first came out, the stick it book. But I've sold a lot of my realistic rock books on there too, but uh -huh. that's a good way to get it. And so future plans, what are we doing? Again, uh, future you... plans is, like I said, I'm doing King Cobra, that was Carlos calling me. I'm working on the King Cobra album with Carlos and Paul, Paul Shortino, and uh, we're re-releasing all my drum books Mm -hmm. And we're going to start doing them in different languages, with downloads, and uh, and uh, you know, I'd like to do this guitar Zeus, the book, and that just reminded me that I got to keep moving on that. Oh, oh! Yeah. By the way, before I forget, Pat Thomas is doing a table book now on Ernie Kovacs. Oh wow! That's so cool. I mean, this guy's legit. I'll talk to him about you. Uh, yeah, book. talk to him because you know as you. I, as you named off all those guitar players, yeah. then there's all the guys I worked with on guitar Zeus and, and the Jeff Becks and the, you know, and the Jim Neil, McCarty. I mean, uh, you, you go from Neil Schoen, yeah. you know, you, you've hit everybody. There's yeah. nobody who you haven't, um, you know. Well, the only ones I haven't really worked with, but I've experienced stuff with them is Clapton uh -huh. and Jimmy Page. Yeah. Uh, but everybody, pretty much every other major guitar player, I had something to do with somewhere. And, and I saw you did a, um, a Bonham tribute. So you did do some uh, Zep work. Oh, you mean like uh, on, online, that Black Dog? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got 1.4 million views on that, so I was very surprised. Yeah. 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 And, it's um, all good. Yeah, it is all good. So yeah. um, you're in Florida now, and... Um, it's yeah. a good place to be, you know, and... Um, yeah, it's been open the whole time with this stupid COVID stuff. I and, know. And, uh, it's you know, we're going out on the road now with the Fudge. We've got nine shows coming up. Yeah. Cat has got three shows. I just did three shows. Wow. So we got, like, uh, you know, about 15, 16 shows all done in the fall here. You know, before that, there's nothing. I did it. A Nashville convention with my brother a month in the beginning of October. Right. That was the first time I did anything. Well, you know? Now, um, are you also getting into um, non-secular music now? Into what? Into a non-secular branch of music. Are you getting into that whole... Um, What's non-secular music? The, no, non, the uh, Christian music world? Oh, yeah. Yes, I actually... Uh, um, when I almost died three years ago, I uh, got more uh, into listening to the Bible, become more Christian. I, an amazing church down here uh -huh. in Florida. It's like a revival. So I've been writing some Christian songs. And I produced this uh, chick singer named uh, Lisa G. She's part, it's kind of Christian. So she co-wrote one of the songs with me and the guitar player from the church. And I got the singer, the lead singer of the church, is an amazing singer, and some of the female singers. and. Uh, Guy uh, Fernando Perdomo that did my new album. Right. He played bass and guitar on, on two of the tracks and, and some keyboard. And I put these songs together. Two of them myself with everything: lyrics, mm -hmm. you know, chords, arrangements, singing, the melody, everything. And the second, the last one was done with the uh, with Lisa and and T from the church. But they're really good songs. They're really yeah, interesting uh, songs. And I've been listening to K Love, which is the Christian radio station. Yeah. Just to see how what their mixes are like and all that. Right. Yeah. And I got Pat Regan mixing it and, and the drums on these Christian songs are a little different than regular drums. They're very tribal. Yeah. You know? And uh, I got the 
the church at, at the drum kit for the church. They were playing electronic drums, and it just wasn't happening. Okay. So as soon as I got this kid, um, the kid that plays, 28 years old, this guy named John Paul's awesome player. Yeah. So now we're, we're, we're just starting to put together some ideas to do a Christian rock drum book. Oh, wow. How to play Christian rock. Now, uh, we, have, we have a mutual friend, Casper, uh, Casper McLeod. Yeah, I know Casper, yeah. Casper yeah, yeah. emails me every day. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, I met Casper when Michael Shreve was producing his album at Electric Lady. Oh. That's how far back I go with Casper. I know Casper wow. 40 whatever years. But for the name Goldstein, you're not. No, no, Christian. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm a heathen. <laughs> yeah, I know. So is my wife. Yeah, I'm a heathen. And um, um, actually, you know, I know Casper for, you know, many, many moons. And. Um, it's amazing how many how many um, artists are going into that field. Um, yeah. um, 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 uh, Rick Derringer. Oh yeah, I know. I had Rick play on one of my tracks, but he, uh -huh. he didn't do a great job, and so okay. I replaced it. Yeah, dump it. And I'm friend. Yeah, I talk to Rick every other week. Yeah. yeah. And um, he asked me if I would do some Christian gigs with him. I said, sure, if you got him. You know, well, they pay good money as uh, any other one, and I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, Casper too. Casper's an incredible guitarist. Yeah, yeah. Casper's a great guitarist. And, yeah. um, he just asked me if I would play on a new track. I said, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do it. I'm just getting swamped now because uh, for, for six weeks or eight weeks, my, my studio was down because I got hit by lightning and my okay. computer got fried. But luckily, yes. my, um, my hard drives were saved. Yeah. I had to get a new focus right and a new screen. Right. You know, so my my brother built the studio for me. Vinny, he's a, a computer geek. Well, so he just got it back to me, and I'm just getting it up and running. So I got all the stuff backlogged. I got you know, three or four King Cobra songs to do. I got a song with my the girl Lisa G. And uh, I got, uh, uh, who else just sent me a song? And he sent me a song. Oh, my guy, uh, Fernando. Mm -hmm. My partner and my instrumental, he's doing a Todd Rudman tribute album. He's a producer as well in L.A. So I got that today. I said, dude, I don't know when I'm going to get to it. You know, mm -hmm. and, then, and then once I leave on October 23rd, I'm gone for almost a month. Right. You know, so I'm going to try and over the next two weeks do as much as I can do. You know. Wow. So when you when are you running across Robbie, Robbie Krieger? We start on the 20. Well, the tour starts for us on the 26th. We do two two dates without him. Uh -huh. And then we do two dates with him, and then there's a break for a week, and then we do uh, about three or four dates together. And who's in his, do you know who's in his band? I don't. He's, I don't he's, he's been working with a lot of the old uh, Frank Zapper alumni guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when he, last time he played in New Jersey, I went up and jammed with him on, uh, uh -huh. on one, of the, one of his songs. I I think, in fact, I think Chad Wackerman was doing the drums for him. On his last couple of albums. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I got to get going. Okay, my friend. Okay. I hope yeah. you got enough here. I do. Can I bug do you, you edit? again? Do you edit? Do you edit this? Yes. Stuff? Yeah, I'll clean it up yeah. and send you a copy. Can we do it again in a couple of weeks? Just catch up. Well, I would say wait till this tour is over. Yeah, after the tour. And, you know, November. You know, mid-November. Okay. Late, late November. Okay, so stay well. I know you're in a crazy place. You're in Florida. Yeah, man. Yeah. And uh, stay well, and I'll speak to you soon. Okay, dude. Bottom line, thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Right, Cheers. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's Bacon or Sausage Egg and Cheese Biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? Wendy's Breakfast Biscuits, hot and buttery. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's Bacon or Sausage Egg and Cheese Biscuit.
Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Fly on the Wall. There are more great interviews to follow so please list us as one of your favorites and be sure to follow. We are listener funded. If you would like to assist our Venmo info is New Mexico DJ service. The PayPal info is New Mexico DJ service at gmail.com. Please remember to share our info. Thanking you all.